This is War Vessel Radio, standing firm upon the truth of Jesus Christ and speaking triumphantly from the Word of God, boldly living from a position in Christ and decreasing so that Jesus will increase, proclaiming to the world the gospel of Jesus Christ and a hope and a future found in Him. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 22 of the War Vessel Radio podcast. Um, I'm pretty excited for what the Lord's laid on my heart to share today over some of my studies and meanderings through Scripture over the last week. Um, so yeah, that is what we'll get into. So I've been kind of jumping around. Last week I, I was in Revelation and I talked a little bit about um, the glory of Christ and and that was an exciting one. And then like the day after that, uh, as I was figuring out where to go from there, I decided to listen to Daniel, which ironically enough is has a lot of things similar to what Revelation talks about, and many of the prophecies align with what Revelation has in it. And that wasn't me even thinking that through. I just decided to listen to Daniel because I hadn't listened to it in a while. Um, and so that was pretty neat to listen to Daniel. And then uh, once I got done with Daniel... Um, I was looking around again, and Ezra stood out to me, and so I decided I was gonna, I was gonna go through Ezra. Um, and I will, I'll tell you how those two connect in a minute here. But specifically this week, I have been dwelling on Ezra, and it's a pretty, it's a pretty short book. Um, it's only ten, ten chapters, uh, and a lot of it is kind of, it feels kind of boring if you don't know what's going on, but there's a lot of, uh, you know, the sons of this and 3,000 of this people, and they're labeling who's come out of captivity, all of the people who are present, um, this, that, and the other thing, what's coming into the temple that they're rebuilding from this king and that king. and So there's kind of some of that, but... One of the things that I found particularly interesting, and I haven't spent a lot of time in Ezra before this, was just Ezra himself um, and what the Bible says about Ezra. So a couple things that stood out to me. uh, Well, I should say the first thing that stood out to me about Ezra was when uh, it comes to the ending, there's this problem with intermarriage with the pagans. The Jewish men had, while they were in captivity, had taken foreign wives from a bunch of different uh, ites, you know, the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Jebusites, the Ammonites, the Moabites, the Egyptians, and the Amorites, all these foreign peoples that they were not to intermix with, they had married. And so now they have this problem as they're coming back to Jerusalem and beginning to rebuild the temple and the walls of Jerusalem. And they're doing a bunch of repenting and sacrificing for what has happened while they were gone in captivity. And what stood out to me was Ezra's reaction to this knowledge of what they'd done. Uh, it says in verse 3 of 9, This is Ezra speaking. So when I heard this thing, I tore my garment and my robe, and I plucked out some of the hair of my head and beard and sat down astonished. And that's a pretty 
I mean, if you were to see somebody do that, he wouldn't be the only one who's astonished. Everybody else around him would be astonished. If I saw that, if somebody made that bold of a statement about how stricken with grief and uh, turmoil they were over sin, it would be a pretty serious um, episode to witness. And, but his, it's his passion for the statutes of God that God has put in place. It, it, um, it says in chapter 7, it talks about the arrival of Ezra to Jerusalem, and he's coming from Babylon, and it says in verse 6, And he was a skilled scribe in the law of Moses, which the Lord God of Israel had given. And, down, and then down in 10, verse 10, it says, For Ezra had prepared his heart to seek the law of the Lord and to do it, and to teach statutes and ordinances in Israel. And that's where things started really kind of clicking to me in some of this, is here you have... Um, like I was talking about earlier with Ezra having this strong reaction to what the men of Israel had done and that this was a great transgression against the Lord um, and his lengths he went to seek repentance and um, his, his um, shame and willingness to humble himself on the on the people who's transgressed behalf in front of the Lord because of how terrible a situation they had committed was. Um, and I think that this is because his passion was what the Lord had given him. This was his passion. The law of the Lord was his passion. He had prepared his heart to seek it and not only to just seek the law of the Lord and to understand it, but to do it. It, it was something he was pursuing and then going to make a habit in his own life. And then not only personally, but then also to hand it down to the people of Israel who have at this point been gone away from the nation of Israel, from the city of Jerusalem, and have since kind of fallen into disrepair. Um, and so he is going to be the person that the Lord uses to bring sanctification back to the people of Israel at this time. Because his heart, the, the hand of the Lord was upon him that he would be passionate for the scriptures and the writings, the law of Moses and the law of God, the law of the Lord. Um, and then Daniel is another one who I was spending some time in, and uh, I found it interesting as I was studying this, some of the similarities uh, between these two men. And here's Daniel, again, has been taken to captivity in Babylon. I'm sorry, I don't know exactly when the timelines for all of these are, um, like where Daniel is in relation to Ezra in the timeline, but they're pretty close together, I think. But anyway, so Daniel comes into captivity, and he is he's a he's a young he's a captive and he's a young man, and 
he is one it describes that there was no blemish but good look good looking gifted in all wisdom possessing knowledge and quick to understand who had ability to serve in the king's palace and to whom they might teach the language and literature of the chaldeans and so nebuchadnezzar is looking for the best and the brightest of the young men to serve in his palace and daniel's among them along with as you all know shadrach meshach and Abednego, or Hananiah, Mishael, and Meshach, and, or Ezra, Azariah. But in verse 8 of chapter 1, it talks about what Daniel purposed in his heart, similar to something that Ezra had. Ezra had prepared his heart, Daniel had purposed his heart, that well, now that he was in the king's palace and he'd been selected, he wouldn't drink or eat of the king's delicacies, um, for the three years of training. And so they were going to be trained for three years, and at the end of that time, they were going to serve the king. Uh, but Daniel didn't want, knew it'd be against what the Lord's, the Lord's best for him if he ate of the king's food. So he, he purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with a portion of the king's delicacies. And then he took a stand for that, even though... It made him look bad before the king. Um, and that ended up working really well for him and he and his friends. It says in, uh, let's see, in 17, because I believe it's because they stood up for this and because Daniel purposed in his heart to be separate from the world or from the culture at this time, God gave him and his friends, knowledge and skill in all literature and wisdom. This is this is uh, seventeen. This is verse seventeen of chapter one of Daniel. And then it adds, and Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. And so the the similarity between Ezra and Daniel is they each had something going on with their heart. Ezra had prepared his heart to seek the law of the Lord and to do it, and Daniel is similar as in he had purposed his heart. He knew what the Lord desired of him as a Jewish man and he was set apart and he set himself apart for the Lord and the Lord blessed him because of his stance and for the rest of his he stands as a mentor to the kings of of Babylon for the next long time and he is faithful and one of the other things that's really um, neat about Daniel is how humble he is that was one thing I was really struck by um, as I was going through Daniel is his humility. And that when the king calls um, for Daniel and to answer these dreams that he was having uh, and offers him all this wealth and position and power, and Daniel says, you can keep all those things and ask for where the the answer of your dream comes from that this comes from the Lord and is nothing of myself. And he does that a couple of times with uh, Nebuchadnezzar and the other Kings that have, have had dreams. Um, and so that was really interesting. And then another, there's another character that uh, popped into my head. And this is, as I was going through Ezra, um, I was reminded and kind of doing a little backstory on Ezra, Ezra and Nehemiah, uh, some scholars have wanted to consider them to be one book because they're so similar 
and they tell two sides of the same story. You have Ezra that's focusing on the temple the and really the bringing back the statutes of the Lord into the temple and into the people themselves and practicing these things. And then in Nehemiah, we see it's a lot about rebuilding Jerusalem. They've been rebuilding the temple, and they're also beginning to rebuild Jerusalem and its walls. And Nehemiah's heart is, there. I gave a hint, his heart is for the reconstruction of Jerusalem and its glory. Uh, and so, yeah, they've scholars have considered calling Nehemiah and Ezra one book of the Bible. Um, I even read someplace that I believe it's a Latin version of the Bible when it's written in, in Latin. They call Ezra, Ezra, it's Ezra, and then they call Nehemiah like second Ezra, uh, kind of like first and second Chronicles or something like that. Um, so any of that's interesting. But uh, Nehemiah, similar to Ezra, he has this vision for the people of Israel and specifically for the rebuilding of their home and uh, the city that houses the Lord's house. And so Nehemiah gets word that... uh, that they're rebuilding, um, or that, not that they're rebuilding, but that Jerusalem is cast down and that it's in reproach and that it's it's in dis, disrepair and disruin and ruin. And, and then Nehemiah is heartbroken about this. And eventually he, the king notices, why is your face sad since you're not sick? This is nothing but sorrow of the heart. I found that interesting as I've been reflecting upon this preparation, purpose of the heart. Nehemiah's heart was set upon a love for the city that represented where his God dwelled and where the chosen people dwelled. And because it was broken down, his heart was in sorrow and broken over the destruction of and the disrepair of Jerusalem. Uh, So anyway, he talks to the king and the king gives him whatever he needs to go to Jerusalem, and uh, it says in chapter 2, verse 12, this is Nehemiah, Then I rose in the night, I and a few men with me. I told no one what my God had put in my heart to do at Jerusalem. There it is. God put in my heart to do at Jerusalem. Nor was there any animal with me except the one on which I rode. And so he goes through this little of this bit, and he's surveying uh, Jerusalem. He's viewing the walls, the various gates, um, and the other areas of Jerusalem. And he's kind of doing this in silence. And I, I imagine he's contemplating very seriously what this has meant for the people of Israel and and their relationship to God. And so he gets back. And he hadn't told any of the Jews, the priests, the nobles, the officials, or the others who did the work. No one who was working on the city of Jerusalem did he tell that he was going and surveying it. 
But when he gets back, it says in verse 17 of chapter 2, Then I said to them, You see the distress that we are in, how Jerusalem lies waste, and its gates are burned with fire. Come and let us build the wall of Jerusalem, that we may no longer be a reproach. And I told them of the hand of my God, which had been which had been good upon me, and also of the king's words that he had spoken to me. So they said, So they said, Let us rise up and build. Then they set their hands to do this good work. And then you have, I believe it's pronounced Sunbala, the Horonite, and Tobiah, the Ammonite, official, and a couple others. They laughed at, at the men who were doing the work and at Nehemiah and despised us. And they said in verse 19, What is this thing that you are doing? Will you rebel against the king? And Nehemiah answers, So I answered them and said to them, The God of heaven himself will prosper us. Therefore we his servants will arise and build, but you have no heritage or right or memorial in Jerusalem. And here we see Nehemiah's heart is to arise and build before the God of heaven. His, His heart is first and foremost in the Lord, and then his vision from the Lord is that the city would be rebuilt and become strong again and would prosper underneath the hand of God. And all th- all three of these men, it talks about being under the hand of God. I'm trying, I read that, uh, uh, it says someplace Ezra's, Ezra was, he, had, he was put under the hand of God um, or that the hand of God was upon him. And Daniel, uh, the same thing. I don't know if it specifically mentions Daniel, but clearly the hand of God was upon Daniel. And I I suppose if you were to do this study, I haven't. You could compare this to any number of men, Isaiah, Ezekiel, um, David, obviously. And um, I'm sure each of these men who had a passion for, for the Lord and his uh, statutes and commands and law and not just wanting to give him praise and recognizing his glory, you would you would see that the hand of the Lord was upon them and that their heart was was uh, prepared or um, set apart uh, for something that the Lord wanted them to do, that they had a skill. And so I've just been reflecting upon that myself in how I want the preparation and the purpose of my heart to be such that should I come to a place where Ezra, Nehemiah, Daniel, and the situations they were put in, you know, Ezra was a scribe, he was a faithful scribe, someone who studied and was ready for when the Lord decided he was going to go to Jerusalem and lead the people in the things of the temple. And Nehemiah was the cupbearer to the king and that he was faithful on that until the Lord gave him this burden to rebuild the city of Jerusalem and become its governor. And he had become close with the king so that the king gave him whatever he wanted. And Daniel was faithful to the Lord from the beginning as a young man, as a, as a captive young man in a foreign land to follow the Lord for the rest of his life and live in humility and God gave him authority and position and wisdom in all things and in all visions and dreams. And it's my prayer for myself, 
myself, but not only myself, but all of you and for the church as a whole, that our hearts would be purpose, that our preparation of our hearts would have purpose, that we wouldn't just be reading the scripture um, and just seeking for the sake of seeking, but also like it talks about Ezra. Ezra sought the law of the Lord, but then he did it to do it. And then not only to do it himself and have that personal witness before the Lord, but to go forth and then teach the statutes to others. And that is the calling of Christ upon us as Christians. I think certainly the preparation and purpose of our heart looks a little different as to how the Lord wants to use us. Some he will call to be scribes, some to governors, and and some to be um, like mentors to kings, like they were Ezra, Daniel, and Nehemiah were all in different roles, and we as Christians will all be in different roles in this life, in different uh, positions and authorities and levels of leadership. But the Lord's hand and Jesus is the Holy Spirit is working in us as Christians in all those positions to bring about His Christ's glory and eventual return to a kingdom, and that's exciting that we get to be a part of that and i so want my your and the church's heart to be in that place of preparation of of seeking and then seeking to do and to teach and to bring others into the things of christ so yeah this has been a really this was a really um exciting study to go through and i hope you guys enjoyed it um yeah, if you want to dig into Ezra, Nehemiah, or Daniel, I'd highly recommend it. Um, I always thought Ezra and Nehemiah were a little bit boring, which is probably why I haven't read them all, or haven't read them very much. But as I've been just kind of studying and prepping for this, I found it actually terribly exciting. <laughs> um, and so I'm looking forward to kind of going through this some more. I haven't spent as much time in Nehemiah as I just finished Ezra up uh, yesterday but uh, I'm going to be moving into Nehemiah so I'm looking forward to you know kind of digging into some more probably comparisons between Ezra and Nehemiah so anyway I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast Um, I'm praying for you all and I hope you have a great week and I look forward to sharing another episode with you next week so thanks very much Thank you for listening to War Vessel Radio. If you enjoyed this podcast, please follow and share this podcast with others so the truth of Jesus Christ will continue to spread. Thanks again for listening, and may the love, joy, peace, and grace of Jesus fill you today.